typing furiously over there. That's done. All right. Do we need our headphones? Or no? no, I can see that the um, that it's working. So All right, we should be good to go. Get the show on the road. Yes. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. I feel rusty. I'm like, how do how do we begin these things again? How do we begin these things? I know what we should do to start this one. Because all of our teachers and all of our students and all everybody has, has gone back to school. So let's just, you want to start with a prayer? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the children of our communities. We ask that you bless them and all the faithful educators who are there to teach them and to help them grow. Bless them with a year of love and growth and safety, that they may grow into the image that you have created for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's a good way to start. It is a good I way like to prayer. start. It's it's been a, a pretty big adjustment getting used to getting stuck behind school buses on the road. Yes, yes. But even before that, so what's been going on this summer, Caitlin? We we've been <laughs> off of doing podcasts for a minute. We've been running in opposite circles, we've the been, two of us. Mm-hmm. So so tell me about this summer. Any life changes? Anything new? Oh, you know, just <laughs> casually got married. Just it, low key invited the entire church. It was. It was a very <laughs> it was small such wedding. Such an ordeal. 300 plus people. It was awesome. A reception on the point, then a reception in the parish hall later. It yeah. was it was a lot. So congratulations. And with all of the thunderstorms for good luck in between. Mhm. And then you went off to Disney for a family trip and honeymoon and uh-huh. came back with with the Rona. Came back with the Rona. That was not the wedding gift we expected <laughs> to receive. Um blessedly it was mild. We were, you know, fully back vaxxed and Boosted as much as anybody can be right now in our age bracket. Um, and we just, we hunkered down and, and got through it. But it, then when I looked back at the calendar, I was like, oh, I've been gone for a full month. And then it was it was crazy. It was during that time Denise's uh, grandmother passed away. Mm-hmm. And so we had a family funeral. So as soon as you got back. And was supposed to cover that Sunday for you. I was gone. Yeah. And so it's been... Y'all got a nice surprise visit from Beth Hendricks, who used to be one of our seminarians here. Yes. Thank you, Beth, for serving and helping with us. Um, And so it's been been a summer of of a lot going on. We like to joke that, oh, it'll slow down in the summertime, and it, it did not. Not this year. Not this year. I think... People have been so hungry to to come back into community post COVID that uh, the ramp up. Once we were able to open the doors of the church, the ramp up started, and it just has not. It hasn't, it hasn't even plateaued. It's still yeah, ramping up. Yeah. And I also think it's it's there is a lot on our end of of relearning the healthy habits of ministry. Um, I think I know that personally, I am so eager to have things going on that I've said yes a lot. Um, and perhaps there's been a few times where maybe I should have said no, but that schedules have just been filling and filling and filling, and it's been it's been mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, and I think part of that a lot too is that we're so eager to come back that 
we we want to bring back all of the ministries we loved from 2018, 2019, but that is kind of like a, a total restart. Some of those have really gone fallow, you know, necessarily so, or or because we had our hands tied by COVID. Um, and it's taking us just a little extra time to to find folks to get those things restarted, as well as, you know, keep the ship going. Like, it, it reminds me of like those really big, old, like my, so when I grew up, my dad had a Model A John Deere that he used to pick me up at the bus stop with. It is like the antique John Deere. Okay. And before he would take it out to do any work or tilling or anything, he would have to go through and grease all of all of the flywheel that you, I mean, you cranked it to get it to start. You, everything had to be re-greased. I think we're re-greasing the wheels on everything right now. That's it got a, a little dusty. It did. It did. And I think... Well, last week at church, we had a visitor from St. Timothy's Episcopal Church here in Columbia who came by and said, we listened to the podcast. And so... And then we went, oh, how long ago was that? (laughs) And so I feel bad about that. But I I think that this is a church-wide problem. I've been having conversations with people, not a church-wide problem, but a church-wide challenge. Yeah. Is that we've had two years of, of, of restrictions based on where you are in the country at various levels. And so, or of trying to reinvent so that things could keep going, or and normally in ministry, there is an organic process in which one thing is going, and then a person steps back, but then a second person steps forward. Mm-hmm. That organic process of changeover in ministry leadership didn't happen because it was just a hard stop. We all got the letter before. Palm Sunday saying, well, we're going to be closed for two weeks and then we'll reopen. And then two weeks turned into three months, turned into two years. Mm -hmm. And so there wasn't a time for transition. There wasn't a time for training new ministers. It was just hard stop. Yeah. And then during that time, um, people move, life events happen, jobs change, retirements happen, uh, people Everybody got three years older. Yeah. And so it is It is truly a greasing of the wheels to get things started again because it's not a matter of, hey, would you be willing to do the X, Y, Z? It's a matter of, hey, would you be willing to do X, Y, Z? And I'll take a few weeks and we'll train you to do this. Mm-hmm. And so the process isn't, no matter what church you're in or what non-for-profit you're in, the process isn't as simple as waving a magic wand. It is getting somebody to say yes and then training them and then getting the volunteers who will rally behind them and training those volunteers and then moving forward. It's a reboot. It's a reboot. Um, and I think I don't I don't care if you're at a St. Martin's in the fields with 400 people coming through the church every single week or you're at a smaller church with 15 or 16 people coming through the church every single week. The process is the same for all of us. Identifying key leadership, having people step forward and say, I'd like to volunteer, and then doing the proper training for them to to be equipped and empowered to do the ministry that they feel they're called to do. Um, I think this is going to be the the process for the next two years, maybe even three years, 
we can't expect everything to come back from 2018 to now. It's been a two or three year stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take two or three years to get started again. Um, as much as I would love to wave the magic wand and have it happen, um, I just I haven't been gifted with one of those yet. And the one that I bought from Harry Potter World ran out of batteries. But if any of you have one lying in your homes, <laughs> we'd be glad to talk to you about, um, you know, leaving the gift to church in your will. Yes. But um, speaking of, of of church and magic wands, though, we do have some cool programming things coming up. Um, and I'm really excited about them. Let's Let's talk about it. At St. Martin's, we have, starting this week, a new Sunday school format. Yeah. So we, as parents are trying to, as as all of us, but especially parents are trying to get back into a routine after the insanity of the last few years where routine was so impossible in so many ways. Um, you know, we're trying to, trying to make Sunday school and trying to make church something that can be part of that routine. So we've moved the Sunday school hour for children from... 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And what that means is that they'll spend the first half hour in their Sunday school class and the parents will enjoy like fellowship time over in um, the the commons kitchen and garden room area. Um, just a time for you guys to get together and get to hang out together again. Um, and then you'll all go off to church and the children will stay in their Sunday school class and rejoin us at the peace. Um, so what that means in practice is that we're we're sort of combining Sunday school and children's chapel into a single a single deal. Um, and then every month or so when we do our monthly parish breakfast, um, the children, instead of being in children's chapel, will be sitting with the parents, getting to practice their cool new church skills that they've been learning in Sunday school. And at the Eucharist, they'll be invited to come sit inside of the altar rail and and get to see up close and, and personal the this wonderful mystery that we celebrate together every week. I think it offers them an intimacy with the Eucharist that is really important to be yeah. close. And... It's for them, too. Mm-hmm. And so often we don't let them get anywhere close to it. And so I think that's going to be fun. It, it... It also means, though, to to do this, we're going to need volunteers. So if you're a St. Martin's person who is listening to this podcast and you've done godly play before, we need you. Please come and teach the new parents and and parents of kids who are now three, four, five years old. Please come teach them how to do godly play. If you volunteer and help us volunteer for the first four, five, six weeks, and there's enough godly play people out there that we can have somebody different mm-hmm. each time. If you help us volunteer by volunteering for the first five or six weeks, you'll be able to teach five or six new parents how to do godly play. Right. And we say five or six weeks because that's what it looks like on all on our calendar. For you, that's one week. Like you come do your one week. And teach a new parent how to do one of the godly play stories. And then they can teach another parent how to do that godly play story. And it'll be continual. I think we even have some some youth who are going to volunteer. They need service hours. They're going to volunteer to help and, and learn how to do godly play storytelling. I'm really excited about that. And um, I, I was thinking about this t- this morning on my way to the office. I know that there's some folks who will say, well, if I volunteer and teach 
Sunday school and do children's chapel, I'll, I'll miss the first part of the church service. And, and I want to reframe that just a little bit. I don't think you're missing the first part of the church service. You're just participating in the church service in a different way. Mm-hmm. The lessons for Sunday school are going to follow the lectionary. They're going to follow the readings. You're just participating in a different way. And you're still getting the word of God. And actually, there's something really beautiful in taking that one week in the schedule and you getting to be the one that proclaims it to somebody else. Yeah, it's it's living into let the little children come to me, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a, a if you want to go back in our podcast and listen to the podcast with Chris Slane, I think he said some really profound things about that, about letting the little children come to to me and being the people who both help bring the children to Jesus, but also making sure that as parents, we're not the ones who are preventing our children from getting to Jesus. And so there's a plug to an episode past. Yeah, definitely worth re-listening to. Um and maybe, just maybe, the uh, you'll notice that the sound quality has maybe improved. I don't know. We're continuing to work on it. This podcasting is still an adventure for us. That's right. Um, what else is going on with with programming coming up? We have... Yeah, so the flip side to Children's Sunday School is Adult Sunday School or Adult Formation Hour, which will stay at its regular time of 9 a.m. Um, and for the fall season, so... Up until the beginning of Advent, we're doing How to Live, How to Die, um, which sounds like it might be something for people that are closer to death than maybe I am in my 30s, God willing, but it's actually a class for everybody. Um, we're going to be kind of following along with a, a classic Anglican theological work by a guy named Jeremy Taylor um, called Holy Living, Holy Dying. It's kind of like a grocery store devotional, but circa 1651. Um, so it's a, it's a little old. I'll be doing the translating, you know, so you're not going to have to read Old English. Um, you're not going to have to read anything. You can just come enjoy. It'll be a drop-in style. Um, but he was writing in a time when King Charles had just been beheaded and several bishops had been beheaded and killed. And all of the priests were in exile, like all through Wales and Ireland and Scotland, including Jeremy Taylor. And he, you know, was in exile in a very comfortable house, but he was in exile for a year. And as he was sitting there, he couldn't stop thinking about all of his parishioners that he left behind, um, who were, you know, who like they weren't in danger. So they stayed and, and kept up their jobs, but he loved them so much and missed them and worried about their souls and and that the church had been kind of handed over to these Puritans who were saying that you had to live this extremely regimented kind of faith or it was no faith at all. And so he wrote them a book and wrote the entire church a book kind of saying that actually the way to live a holy life is to do the vocation that God has given you, to set about what is around you with the intention and the joy and the gratitude that God wants you to inscribe on your heart. And then he goes into some, you know, detail about what that really means, but it's a it's a beautiful thing. So it's not just the only holy people are monks and nuns. It's all of us have the opportunity to reframe our lives in a holy way. Um and his 
his work has echoes through history. I mean, it Martin does. Luther King Jr. quoted him. Yeah. Uh, and so he's the real deal. So then, so then, um, I'm basically giving away the entire first class that we'll be doing. Don't do um, that. <laughs> so he publishes that book, and six months later, his best friend in the house dies. The woman who um, took him in through exile. And six months after that, his wife dies. And he realizes that actually the way to go about having a holy life is to figure out what kind of holy death you want to have and what you want that to look like. So we'll be we'll be doing all of the like fun theological talks and deep dives and small groups around that. But then we'll also be bringing in, you know, lawyers and real estate agents. And Mitch and I will sit down at one point and We'll talk about how to plan a funeral, how to make a will. You'll you'll learn some of the practical aspects as well, um, which really are are important for everybody. I mean, Scott and I are going to sit and and draft our will for the first time here soon. Um, it's something so it's something I, for everybody. And something I do in my premarital counseling is talk to couples about making sure that they have their will and making sure that you have those things accessible. The funniest. Not the funniest. Let's rephrase this. One of the strangest things that I've ever encountered was a will done by a, a woman who was a secretary in the like 38 to 45, 46. And she did her will in shorthand. And oh. when she died, um, we had to find somebody who could read shorthand to be able to translate it. It was completely... And so we ended up having to yeah. like search for somebody who could read shorthand. So people may laugh at the the shorthand story, but how often do people end up uh, dying and family members don't have access to their digital codes for things like bank accounts right, or even the login key for their computers where they would be able to find that sort of information? Mm -hmm. And so um, – this class will be good and will give some things to think about in terms of, of how to prepare and take care of those things for your loved ones so that should something happen, you're ready. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a quick preview of some of the Sunday school classes we're going to be doing. Churchwide, we'll be starting a new Bible study. It'll be a Wednesday brown bag lunch. So if you're in the Columbia area or Forest Acres area, Starting next week on Wednesdays, uh, bring your lunch and sit down. Sometimes we'll be outside on the picnic tables if the weather's nice, but if the weather's you know bad, we'll go inside into the, one of the conference rooms. But we'll do a Bible study with the rector Wednesdays at noon. Um, it's, a, we'll, it's a dealer's choice type Bible study. Dealer's choice Bible study. Bring your own sandwich or whatever you want to bring to eat, and we'll sit down. Uh, we'll start with going through the gospel for the upcoming Sunday, so you'll help me get my sermon organized in my mind. Um, but as it progresses and as we hear the, w the will and, and thoughts of the group, we may switch off into um, doing books of the Bible. I think in Advent, I'd really like to go through the various um, stories around Jesus's birth. And so do some with Luke, do some with Matthew, talk about the differences between those and John. And, and I think that that would be fun. So we'll has some structure on it around the year, but I want to get the group and the group dynamic established first. So please come drop in Wednesdays, brown bag lunch with the rector, and we'll we'll talk about uh, what's on our hearts and what's in the gospel. Yeah. 
And then uh, on the flip side, Alex, our youth minister, and I are, um, as we call it, we're going to make fetch happen. And if you understand that reference, then this group is going to be for you. Uh, we're calling it Not Your Parents because calling it a young professionals group anywhere outside of the church means you're in your 20s. Inside the church, it means you're younger than 40. Um, so young professionals didn't quite fit what we were going for. But we're just going to gather uh, every other week um, at a local pub or coffee shop or something in the evening after work. And one of those weeks will be a Bible study and one of those weeks will be a hangout. Um, and it'll be a drop-in style. We're trying to get the band together a little bit around that ministry. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I am just had my birthday. I'm 41, so I'm no longer a yo pro. Golly. I'm sorry, but you still remember playing original Nintendo. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But I had an Atari before that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that might be the line. Oh, well, so but you could redeem yourself if Taylor Swift is in your Spotify wrapped. She is. Okay. 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 Yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so we'll have that. And then we are going to start getting more regular with these podcasts. So every Thursday morning, we're going to be recording and doing podcasts. Hopefully they can be released Thursday evening, if not Friday morning. But we're going to yeah, try to pro make these Probably regular. Friday morning is going to be our drop day. And so we're going to try to make these more consistent and um, bring in some special guests and, and for the podcast. And actually, along those lines, uh, we've got a couple of throwback episodes that we recorded and then a little thing called a wedding got in the way and I never got them edited. Um, so watch your podcast feed in the next week or so. I'm going to drop those old episodes. Um, you might hear references to Lent and Easter in them. Um, so just consider it a throwback and they're, they were great conversations and I want to make sure y'all get to enjoy them sooner rather than later. We're going to continue with three services on Sunday. So we'll have the eight o'clock, the 1030 and five o'clock services. We're looking at some alternative forms of music for the five o'clock service. And so, uh, that should be fun. Youth group's going to continue at 6 o'clock for our 6th graders through high schoolers mm -hmm. um, with Alex here in the youth loft. I think they've switched up youth breakfast. Um, they're going to be hitting Brugger's bagels some instead of always doing Bojangles. But I, I think that that's going to be that's going to be fun. I know my my children love youth breakfast. And um, I think this well, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's grief groups, there's other small groups that are still running and, and meeting together. Um, you know, the the heartbeat of St. Martin's is going strong. It is. It is. Um, this podcast was a little bit of an announcement. They're not all going to be like this. Yeah, so, so if, if you're one of our folks not in Columbia, bear with us. Uh, but I do hope that if, if the, we've said an idea or something that we're doing that might resonate with your church, please feel free to bring it to your church and um, uh, try it out. Try it on. I think one of the big things and one of the modern sort of important pieces of being a resource-sized parish is that um, while you might not be able to do all of the programs that we're doing, you may be able to do one or two of them. And so feel free, if you're at a different church, feel free to reach out to Caitlin or I, shoot us an email, and um, 
we will give you sort of the nuts and bolts of what we're doing and how we're doing it. And, and we're glad to help uh, foster ministry in your communities. Yeah. I mean, I love St. Martin's, but really, I want everybody to come to Jesus. That's sort of the point. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? <laughs> you are ordained to the whole church, not just your church. Yeah. Um, well, blessings on this week. Blessings to our students and teachers and just anybody who works at a school. Bus drivers, janitors, anybody who works in a school. Blessing to you all this week. Um as as your year ramps up and really begins blessing to our coaches i'm really excited we have i think we have kids playing friday night football for four different high schools and so that's your friday nights accounted for i'm really looking forward to going to some some football games and cheering for our youth who are playing um and i i'm going to work on getting a t-shirt for every school that one of our youth plays for and so one day I'll be wearing uh, Lugoff Elgin and, and be cheering for them. And then another I'll be wearing Heathwood Hall and Hammond and Cardinal Newman and Ben Lippin. It's going to be fun. Well, that's five schools. Yeah, so, we've, we've got a lot around here. We're excited for that and um, excited for this new program year. It's going to be a really good one. It, it feels good to be getting back to getting back to it. Back to routine. Yeah. So God bless you all and have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. This is a podcast of St. Martin's in the Fields in Columbia, South Carolina. Pay us a visit here on campus, come worship with us on Sundays, or visit us online at smifsc.com. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your podcast channels and leave a comment. Let us know if you like this episode, if you like this format. We want to hear from you. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.